Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank, man. I'm joined by the one and only Benjamin Asim. We got Chris uh, Duarte, a.k.a. Pearson. And, of course, we got the one and only Patrick Price, a.k.a. Aches, in the building. Guys, how we feeling, man? How we all doing, man? Everybody doing good? Yeah, I mean, pretty gritty damn matches. Like yeah. Two game fives. And just a, a fun set of matches uh, this week. I think things are setting up nicely for this Toronto event. Looks like we've got a couple of really good teams coming in. A couple of good things to talk about in this show and excited to dive in it with you all. Yes, sir, man. Uh, Pat, how you doing, Pat? You doing all right? I'm doing good, Tom. I'm doing good. Um, I'm not doing that good, though, because we're about to get into the first matchup. Yeah, well, the Tom, blow it up. I mean, for me, this is the Shanghai Sharks versus the Guangdong Southern Tigers. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even the fucking blow it up ball. I call it the, call it the fucking Cancun Bowl. Yeah. On fucking stream today because it's like after the the major, bro. Well, these teams are on vacation, you know. Yeah, nah. We'll obviously get into it. We'll we'll go through it. But Chris, how are you, man? You doing all right, Chris? You doing good? Yeah, I'm good. I wasn't able to join you guys for the watch party, but I still watch the matches. And uh, although, uh, yeah, the first one was uh, not a very high stakes match. I think these guys always still put up an entertaining series, um, regardless. So, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I say we hop into it and get this show on the road. We can start things off. We got the Florida Mutineers going up against the Los Angeles Gorillas. We start things off on a Hydro Hardpoint, Hotel S&D, Hotel Control, Embassy Hardpoint, and Embassy Search and Destroy. Uh, anything that caught you guys' eye in the vetoes or not really too much between these two teams? Well, look at the vetoes. I mean, they're they're pretty straightforward. Um, I think the you know, as we kind of thought going into this series, we're like, no, it's all good because Pat was probably working on X to find actually watching the series. It's like on Sunday. Uh, yeah, working on, on Sunday? Sunday. But it's all good. Uh, I think <laughs> for this one, we thought this was going to be a game five or just because LEG's played a couple of series like this. Florida has whenever they're playing their bottom team, it becomes kind of a mixy match. It comes out of the game five. Um, and I think we'd all predicted Florida before the series. Anyone pick LEG? Uh, I predicted Florida. I think we all predicted Florida. Um, yeah, we all did. Uh, I, I know Pat flipped a coin. Decided, <laughs> yeah, Pat flipped the coin. It was right. It was, it was right. I'll give you that. I yeah, mean, we can get into the first map a little bit. It was the P4 that Florida was able to rotate to to get a really, really big hold here. Let's kind of take a look and see how they set up here. They kept a lot of pressure dome side here, which I actually really liked. They had two guys dome to try and delay that push. But most importantly, they had somebody back up, block those spawns. Uh, and somebody on that hill as well. So I like that they kept pressure, but at simultaneously, you know, keeping spawns blocked um, and getting that time. And you can see that initial push coming from LAG, coming in hot. RC's really struggled in his first map, man. He could not uh, get kills in, in his first match. What's going on with him, do you guys think, with Alec? This is oh. unlike him, man. This is unlike Alec. I mean, let's be honest. Bro. Going through the motions. He's been struggling for a majority of the season. Like, I think, and I think he tweeted about it after the series. He's just not having fun. Like, he's got to find the passion of playing again. I know this team situation, the external things, uh, the fact that his former team is, you know, one event this year, like, all that's probably not ideal. Um, but he's got to figure out how to find something. I think he's still got a place in this league, and his focus LEG team is. We know Alec at his best is a top player in this league. Right now, he's just been really slumping for a couple months now. Yeah, he's he's been slumping pretty I hope bad. He figures it out. Um, and then I want to go into uh, to the next hard point and kind of see what happened with LAG here. Um, first and foremost, 
Uh, who was it? it? Was exceed? You gotta be careful, man. When you're when you're pushing up, I feel like with six seven seconds left of old, like you just can't get you can't die. You can't die. Uh, even Faze made the same mistake in the next series. We'll talk about it. But right here, you have to stay disciplined, man. And, and Chris, you can talk about this a little bit. But why is it so important to stay alive at the final seconds of this hard point? Well, if you die in the final seconds of the hard point, your team uh, is rotating to it. Uh, the team gives up the back. You spawn out. So essentially, you're just 4v3 on rotation. If the other team's fast enough, they they fight your team at new. And, uh, you know, they're at a man advantage. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, look, how, look how scattered they are. Kill cams, though, Chris. Yeah, you can watch huh? kill, cam. kill cam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, imagine being able to watch kill cams. Holy shit, what a... Archaic. What a novel idea. Yeah, that's back in the day. Uh, it's back in the day, but... And that hurts them, man, because then Florida, they were able to make this P5 mixy and get in here and, and, uh, and flip these spawns and lock down most of this time, and they go up 100 points going into the second rotation of hard points. This one was pretty over quick. Let's go into the listening with the Florida Mutineers. I thought they sounded pretty good. Let's do it in. Stand back to the time. Stand back to the time. What's I up? needed it, and I found it for you. And I sure what the rotation was from there at Florida at the end. They're just all challenging Shaq and dying one by one. But they sounded pretty good in listenings. I mean, they were just completely bodying uh, LAG. LAG couldn't get anything going. As you skimmed through, you can see it wasn't even close. Florida were able to run away with it. Um, and LAG just really struggling to get time. We'll take a look at the at the scoreboard here and see what was going on at the end of map one. 20 and 12 from Bracken. 25 and 17 from Vickle. Great map out of him. 21 and 14 from Tyler Fellow. Uh, Capsule had a rough one, but uh, cities man, nine and twenty-one, rough map. But to be fair, the whole team even exceed right fourteen and twenty-three. Everybody's negative except for Joe Deceives. Tough map one for the Los Angeles Gorillas. I mean, guys, any thoughts on a on a map one? It was a Florida blowout. Nothing uh, too much on the map one, and I don't really know how like how much more we're gonna dive in depth into the series, uh, mm -hmm. unless you want to, Tom. But just some thoughts. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that Florida when they replaced Havoc was gonna you know, be able to actually like bring together wins. I thought like Vickle didn't really play too well on the team prior, mm -hmm. but uh, he's proved me wrong. At least um, he's actually been pretty good for this team in a couple of their series. And there's probably a reason why they've been able to win a couple series, especially in their searches. He's been great in search. Um, but um, I was just like reading the chat while we were like listening to like the listenings, uh, the listening. And there's just some like interesting takes about like our in the chat. 
And although like I'd like to see him come out of this slump, there was like one take somebody said, Oh, he's gonna get on the top team next year, or oh, there's somebody, somebody, somebody even said that they they're pretty much just chalking it and helping other teams by giving them wins. And that's ridiculous. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. So, yeah, I was just I was that was a ridiculous one. But like the RCD's one getting on a top team, I don't think that's true. As much as I think he's a good player and I think he's a person that depending on his environment, you're gonna see the best of him because he's a very emotional player. Um what do you guys think? Well, I, I want to I, I want to say this right now. Uh, and we were talking about this a little bit before, but some people are like, "Oh, to see that you know they're in eleventh place or tenth place or whatever the hell they're all the way at the bottom." It's talking about how they're chalking their year up and this and that. Listen, there's a major that they can still comp- that they're competing at. There's a lot of money on the line. If any player in LAG is going through the mentality that this that this season is over and that they just could just wing it and just go through the motions, they deserve to lose their contracts. I don't feel bad for any of them. I think they should all lose their contracts. I think you should get people in there that actually care and actually yep. want to win and actually 100%. bring passion and, and care and want to be better. You can't just chalk up the season. You can't just chalk it up, especially <laughs> when you have is- a tournament that you could go to where you can win it. You could win that tournament. Anything can happen on a given weekend in Call of Duty. We've seen it multiple times before. The problem is they have they have two employees at that entire camp, and I I just don't see a world where they would even even if players did chalk it up. Like I agree with you, Tom, they should lose their spot, but LAG is not going to put the resources in to move move people on the roster regardless. So it's kind of a lose lose scenario. Yeah, but like, at least try and at least try and get better for major five, uh, Pat. Well, at least try and get better should. for the major. You know, but I'm saying no, the situation getting... with their org is it's like it, it doesn't even matter at this point. I think they literally have two point, employees though, over there. At to Tom's point though, like they are still getting paid money to be a team and get better every day, and like. I get it. They're kind of in a weird spot, but like, want to see more life. This team is now with the loss today, lost ten series in a row. Okay, like, and, and and bro, you don't want to just you don't just want to go into the off season just like no, like knowing you're not gonna get a spot. Like at least show people what you could do. You can still save yeah. yourself. You but know, also, save but yourself. Also not even that. Like this, the thing that I was talking about. Like as much as I think Alex is a good player, he's valuable. It, he, people are people are that that can cope. He's like gonna get on a good team. What team, Alec? Yeah, what good team would he get on? Like, can we like realistically replace him on any of the good teams as an AR player? And don't say FaZe, he was already on that I team on Vanguard, two, and they got rid of him for a reason. Two, if Alec can finesse these situations, you know, Patrick Price here, man of the master finesse, can maybe speak to the, the art involved in this. I think there are two. One is Boston Breach, which we've talked about with their ARs. There's kind of missing a veteran presence that knows how to win. It would be a great story if he can go there, if they're looking still for a main AR and make them better. Okay. And I think him potentially, you know, if Dante's in kind of a weird situation, him and Dante maybe being a, a team of two on Seattle or Pred goes somewhere, it could be an interesting option. Mm-hmm. That's um, assuming that's here's, assuming that's assuming gets released out of his current contract. Cause I don't know what the trigger is, like what what LAG is gonna do after the offseason with these uh players they have on the roster. Pat, what were you going to say? Just curious. I was just wondering. The problem I have is I feel like that would just be a political move because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but in my opinion, at least I test wise stats, what I've seen since like this LAG team formed after the the blow up, I think Assault's been better every event than Alec. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I I disagree. He's been their worst player, but like, I I don't, I I don't think Alec gets a shot anywhere. No, he's going to get on a team. Not not a top team. I think yeah, the bottom four cycle. Yeah, but maybe that's why I say he's got to like he's got to try and convince. I mean, this is where it comes out of the politics. <laughs> he he needs to make some political moves. Yeah, and he's, luckily, he's luckily for him, he has obviously accolades. Um, but he's also a pretty likable guy in like the player circle. So I think if anything, that might carry him forward. But I mean, look to the Boston thing. It's going to Boston and say like, here's my plan on how I get you guys a chip because you've got the talent here. But here are the issues, and here's how I'm gonna make your team better. Again, politics. He's got to like. He's got to justify his ability. We know that at his best, 
Alec has won chips. He's done it on two different teams, obviously with similar players, but still fair enough. Yeah. He's got to figure out how to do with another set, and I think he's got it in him. Uh, just to talk about the map a little bit, I love this strat. And, and Florida ended up, uh, or LG ended up taking this strat from Florida earlier, later in the rounds. But I always love this strat where you show a lot of presence B-side on the offense, and then somebody plays like a little bit of a late flank. I think you got to be careful doing this now towards the end of the game because I think good teams are going to be aware of this now. Like if there's a lot of presence B, you're going to be watching for this late flank. But you can see how Brack was able to just lay flank this and find two easy kills um, because, obviously, LAG, they all rotated towards B. So I just really like that strat right there. I thought it was a good I've play call from that. i this, too. I've seen the temp do it. It's a good strat. Um, yeah, Donnie's done it before. Um, I, I've seen a few teams do it, honestly. Um, so they go 3-1. And then LAG, they start, the, they start to bring it back. They win a couple rounds here. They tied up at three. And then take a look at the strat. LAG tied up at three. It's It pretty much looks uh, the exact same. Copy and paste. You can already see on that minimap assault, right? He's kind of lurking by A, but the rest of his team is putting so much pressure towards B that all those Florida arrows, they turn. And then assault, he goes to make his move. And assault, he's going to push over here, Platt. And he's going to find one. Finds another one at the Brack here. That's two. And then he almost gets the third here. Puts a lot of bullets at the fellow, but he gets cleaned up. So, just well executed by LAG. They start to bring back this, uh, this S&D. Um, and in the next round, Florida. A little bit of a troll here uh, from Florida. You can see Exceed. He's able to get the first blood. But it's the Florida Mutineers who get the bomb down. They're in a 3v4 situation. Capsule and Brack. They get a couple kills mid-map. Um, and I just, you can see how it kind of just all falls apart for him. I feel like with Bomb Down right here, I feel like Florida should be able in the 3v2 here to, to stay alive and clutch this round. I'm not really too sure what happened here. I don't know why Capsules even challenge, like why these guys are even challenging anything. You know what I mean? Like Bomb is down. There's 25 seconds left. They have to hop it. Just get yourself into a corner where you can't be seen. Let them make the play. But instead, Florida is the ones trying to make the play and trying to challenge, and they end up going down. So I just thought it was a little bit of a troll from Florida. What do you guys think? It's just discipline, bro. Like No that's discipline. The, that's, the, that's the issue you run into when you're – I mean, we're watching, like, some of the bottom teams. Like, they had a good series. It went to map five. But, like, this in no way, shape, or form was, like, good Call of Duty. Like, if you watch the people like Thieves – well, Thieves prior, um, teams like Optic, teams like FaZe, teams like Toronto play, they don't make as many mistakes like this. Nope. They play their situations properly. And, I mean, there's just – there's people – People just can see it. It's, and then, it's quite obvious. And then in this round, I mean, LAG, 3v1 situation. You're thinking they're going to close out the map, and Brack 1v3s him. I mean, he finds Alec in the middle of the map with his pants down. There you go. Now he makes it a 1v2 situation. And look at what they let him do. They just let Brack waltz right through the middle of the map. He shoots Assault on the side, and then he finds Exceed up top. Now, if you're, if you're Los Angeles Gorillas and you're in a 2v1 situation, they got to be the same side, man. Somebody, you're either doubling bedroom or doubling double desk. It's one or the other. Them separating like that just completely screwed them. Um, but what do you guys think? I thought Brack, that was too I mean, easy for Brack. I agree. Like, separating, separating isn't a bad thing, though. They just need to be in spots where, like, they can just take turns checking the bomb. and But they don't need immediate access to the bomb. Like, he's pretty deep. Like, Assault could have ran into Spa and just hit in Spa. And then Exceed could have, like, ran, obviously, where he was in bed. And then be like, okay, Exceed check. He peeks the bomb. Not on yeah. it. All right. Next guy peeks the bomb. Not on it. Mm -hmm. Peek. Oh, he's on the bomb. Okay. Two, three, two, one. Instead, they're just playing like, they're just playing shit spots. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if they're split. Yeah. And they weren't even shooting back. And then this yeah. round was insane. Then LAG, 
Joe DeSeas is a 1v2. I'm thinking, oh, my own LAG's going to throw it away now. We're going to round 11. But don't you worry, because the fire extinguisher blows up in the corner. Tyler Fellow goes down, and Joe picks up the kill on a bracket at Clutch the Series. Bro, but the stun, did the stun <laughs> hit him, or did it literally go through the door, hit the railing behind him, and bounce back? I don't know what happened there. I bro, have no idea. I just, bro. Obviously, explodables. I mean, we've seen this for a while in COD. I mean, optic van shit like that. This fire extinguisher is no, already played different a, though. That's that's a car I, bomb. I know. I was about to get the fire extinguisher also played a weird role on this site a couple of times this year, but this is the, the worst I've seen. What a fucking troll! Bro, I, uh, I mean, it, the it, reactions say it all. I think everybody's mind blown with how bro, well it probably happens so much to people that like, well, like in the amount of hours people scrim or even off camera. Like, imagine just be even like a hard point. Imagine being in that kitchen. Like, you get you you're like running in to get your teammates trade. A fire extinguisher randomly blows up. You can't run in and get a trade. Like, you're one shot. It happened. It was it happened in one of the matches with Vegas, bro, where Standy literally died to, to Hixie or somebody in like a one v two, and they almost cost them. I don't know. They just need to get rid of that shit in COD. But, I mean, we've had dynamic map elements off in every Call of Duty competitively for years. And in this game, they just are on by default. And I don't think you can turn them off. <clears throat> yeah, now we get into the hotel control. And this is where LAG, they just get completely battered on this map, to be honest. There's really not much to talk about in the control. I'll, I'll skim through it. But let's take a look at the first offense here in, in Florida. They just keep putting pressure. Bedroom, they had a good break off. They got two ticks off the rip. Um, just outslaying LAG. They really struggled getting kills here um, in Florida. They win the offense. They go into the next S&D. They get a pretty comfortable hold. Um, I wanted to get your guys' uh, thoughts here on the, on, the, on the last play here from Joe DeSeves. He's pushed up here, right? Uh, they need to defend this A point. There's 30 seconds left. LAG is here. Joe DeSeves is pushed up for that Los Angeles Gorillas. He finds one, finds two, two dead. He plays a corner and calls the streak in. Do you guys like that play from Joe DeSees? Because I thought it was an interesting Absolutely. play. No, Absolutely. I hate it. Absolutely not. I'm not well, sure what that spa- is. You should have played his life plate spawners. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I disagree. He's got a he's got a hold. He's got a hold. You though, disagree, like, Slay. Why? I disagree. I love the play because Why? it got this map over faster, Tom. Yeah. 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 I love the play, Joe. <laughs> Take a look at the final scoreboard. 23 and 17 from Capsule. He had a great map three. Uh, 23 and 19 for Joe. He's trying to do everything, but uh, interesting play caught the end. He got two kills. He was the only one pushed out. He didn't push out Kitchen when he got two kills, so they're going to spawn back right there. Like, they're going to spawn there. Uh, I, as soon as he called in the streak, I knew he was dead. So, interesting play call, but Florida Mutineers, they go up uh, 3-0 here in the control. They go up 2-1 in the series. Um, I would say any final thoughts on that map, but I'm sure you guys have no thoughts at all. So we'll go over towards uh, towards the next one, um, and then this map was uh, was pretty back and forth during the first rotation. Uh, we'll go into the listening here uh, with LAG um, and see how the boys from LAG sound um, here in the second rotation. They were able to kind of run away with this one and and send this to a map five. So we'll see how they sound. Our STU is open. That's it. 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 That's it
Hold on, hold on, hold on, Jeff. I got you. Play backside. Go back to knock down. I'm new. I'm new. It's fellow. It's fellow. Yeah, let's go. 2S2. 2S2. Don't block Ivy. Do not block Ivy. I'm not. 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 I'm what the fuck? I want to pitch office. Give me all right that's gonna do it for the listening here for the los ages gorillas um i see a lot of people in the chat tell us to skip we'll get through it guys don't worry we'll get through it quick um this is where uh lag they're able to chain a few hills together they chain the p3 uh over to the p4 here in a second rotation um it's actually florida who, who get there early uh, but you can kind of see how LAG breaks this one. Florida, you have Capsule pushing out too far. And then PD's wide open. And with like a SWAT team, the Los Angeles Gorillas, they charge right through the halls. Uh, and they get the break here. And, and they're able to get the W here on the map number four. It was, uh, it was a blowout here in the hard point. Florida Mutineers couldn't get anything going here in the map number four. Uh, we'll take a look at the final scoreboard here. 22 and 21 from Vickle. Only one positive from Florida. And then on the other side, 23 and 17 from Exceed. 24 and 15 from Alec. Much better of a map here from our cities here in the map four to push this to a map five. Uh, and then we'll go to the map five. A uh, few, few rounds here that I was a little confused about. First round. Ben, what am I going to say? <laughs> what about playing the bomb? Plant the bomb. Just plant it. <laughs> Big, you're losing full on the watch. There's 13 happened. seconds left. Why is the guy with the bomb? Why is Capsule? No, go back. See, let's see how much time he had. Well, after they got... Go all the way back. Uh, what do you when, mean? How, when, when, did, when, did he, when did he get on the bomb? What time he, he got, got on, on the bomb, bomb at 22 seconds. He got on the bomb at 22 seconds. He, sat there, for, he sat there for 10 uh, seconds. Bro, bro, even even they're even making a play too long. Bro, it's taking too long for you guys to get here. Get here, plant the bomb. And if you're going to get here now, have somebody look over you and plant the bomb. Why is he trying to watch his own back? What's the play call there? Now um, they just get Florida, funneled. Bro, wait. Florida wait. has no one B. It's like, bro, here's the thought process. It's like they're just going to know that you're A. There's no one B. The more that you sit there, the quicker they rotate over and get in better positions. Well, it's, Their best chance to win that round is three before insta plant. Get better timings, hold your post plan, and maybe you win it. Go ahead, Chris. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's the, Florida or there's one player in particular. Uh, I don't want to like I'm not grilling him or anything. I just notice it all the time. That is culprit number one of this this type of gameplay where they just wait forever it's fucking brack bro no brack, well brack will wait till the bad, last brack. five seconds of the round to do something i swear to god well, i think he's top not of the, the bomb there, right? i know yeah i know but like brack could have like fellows obviously pre-aiming over his top brack could have just fucking ran it down and got to his teammate and watched him instead i'm pretty sure the guy on bombs tweaking he's like somebody watch over me or something like that i don't know what's going on like i don't know their comms but well, like dude, this is, is always chilling in the back bro i swear he is always i mean i'll, I'll be straight up Chris. player on the map this, dude this has been a criticism of him since he started playing a pro like even in black ops 4 like that was a criticism of him <laughs> he was on the lg he, team it was just he just he's just sometimes he's just he's not he's moving just too quick 
He wasn't yeah. the one. He listen. He wasn't the one to bomb, but like he was just hanging back for like ever. And then by the time like the guy on bomb engaged, he finally pushed up towards his bomb carrier. Uh-uh. So I don't know. And in this round right here, a little bit of a brain fart maybe from Tyler Fellow. I'm not sure what the play was here. The guy runs right in front of him. I think he should just take him out here. Just take him out. Even if you got to pull out the snipe and just let him have it. And just put a snipe to his head, forehead. And then even here, once Tyler sees this guy crossing a bomb site, he's got to know the other guy's right behind him to his right. He's got to know. He's got to feel that presence right there. He's not going to be coming from the spawn. There's no way. So I just felt like, I don't know why he jumped on top of the truck. I'm not really too sure what Tyler Fellow's play was right there. Do you guys know what he was thinking, maybe? I'm not too sure. I think right. I think he just lost the reaction from Fellow. You could tell he was like, oh, damn, what the hell did I just do? You know, when, when when that shit happens, when you're popping a trophy or a dead silence or you're throwing a stun and you see a guy run in front of your screen, it's just like ultimate loose fool. And you're just like, oh, my God, please. Yeah. 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 And then uh, and he then, probably still has it regained from the, the fire extinguisher yeah probably not he probably <laughs> lost full um and then we get into the three four round um and then this, this was another troll joe deceives he gets the kill and then i think he tries to jump the corner he goes a little rogue then it's a 2v3 situation bomb's gonna go down towards the a side ended up being back to back to back defensive wins florida they kind of just run through the rest of the through these rounds and uh you know a few few big rounds here or there but it was all defensive wins from here on out um, and they were able to close this one out in Florida. We're able to get the dub here against the LAG. Guess Go ahead, what? Man. What's up, Pat? LAG now tied second all time with 10 losing ten losing series in a row, Tom. Ah, uh, we got the most. The record right. is uh, 13 with, uh, you probably can guess it, the Vanguard Legion. Oof. Yeah, it's getting worse than now. Sorry. Lord. My bad, Vanguard Legion. It happens. Uh, any final thoughts on a blow it up ball? Um, I think this one was, I mean, you guys said it was a, whatever. I thought it was a kind of entertaining series. Um, it was, I mean, my first takeaway is, bro, LAG's just like kind of completely checked. Uh, I mean, I guess it was a good kind of battle for them in the series, but they gotta, they gotta find something, find some way to, as a team come together, have fun. Like there's still opportunities here left, but, um, for Florida, these decent dub, I, I kind of like if this Florida team, can kind of clean up some of like the service issues around like S and D. They can maybe surprise people at this final. But I don't think they're going to place amazing wall. I'm not saying they're going to get first, but I like Florida's chances of overperformance over LAG going this next major. Yeah, but I got a crazy stat for you guys. Sure, Pat. Let's have it. It's a crazy one, Tom. Oh Jesus! Slasher is zero and twelve all time <laughs> against Shotzi. Yeah, that's not a good record. It's not. <laughs> not one slaying, not one. Not one. Model. Not one. All time. Well, listen, I don't even know. And what's this what's the stat line between phase versus optic recently? Because it's not good. It can't be good. What is it, Ben? One, one in ten? They won one out of their last ten that they played them, I think. What is there? A mental block going on? What the hell is going on here? I, I don't you know, I mean we look at the vetoes and like for example, phase banning Mercado, it's like choose your your well, let me look for the audio listeners. Let me let them yeah. know what's going on. Uh, it's Atlanta phase versus Optic Texas here, folks. We got a Fortress Hardpoint, Embassy SD, Expo Control, Hotel Hardpoint, Mercado Surge. Ben, I'll let you talk about the views a little bit as we head into the map one. Uh, I mean, I think the views are pretty straightforward. Teams, both teams got some solid maps. I think for phase, like it's a choose your own kind of adventure on either Mercado or on Fortress. They decided they want to square up a Fortress on this one. And you know, I think going back to your original point, Pat, like at this point, like I, I don't know what it is with phase in the series. 
you know, I think Tom's going to break down a couple of plays here shortly. Yeah. In the series, it's almost at this point, like, we're we're not kind of faded about saying it's a mental block. Like, I don't know if they're just kind of I don't know if it's a mental block. I just think Optics is a better team. I think they're a better team right now. Faze just make too many mistakes, and Optic take advantage of it. And honestly, it's, it's mistakes that I think Optic was making early on that I think they've definitely you, fixed. Wait, you, you, don't, you don't think there's something else here? I mean, bro, bro they've lost, like, they One make too many mistakes, Ben. Their, their respawns are not good right now against the top teams. But, but across all 10 series, though, is what I'm saying. The one victory they had was Major 4 last year where Tyler went off and they were able to clutch it. But outside of that, like, yeah, these last best two have been 3-0s. A couple of them have been close, but they've had a couple of reverse sweeps. A few of those were at land last year. Like, I do think there is a mental block here. I don't know if they got a mental block against Optic. I think they got a mental block against Hardpoint and Modern Warfare 2 because, Lord, it, 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 this team, for being as good as they are and placing as well as they ha they do and as consistent as they do, mm. just suck at Hardpoint. And I don't I don't well, know definitely, why. Definitely off the rip. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. Um, right. Definitely off the rip. I thought Optic had a really good breakoff. They start from the bad side here, Optic. You could kind of just kind of see what happens here. The breakoff is a lot here on Fortress Hardpoint. Because Optic, there's, they're spawning on the bad side. Dashi was able to find two kills off the rip. And then Shotzi was able to make a play here right through mid. He finds one on TMC. And then he's out. Once Shotzi's out, now you got to worry about him. And these are just the plays that he makes. I mean, these are big plays right early on. I mean, they put phase right into the blender they flip on bad side right away uh and they just put phase into that spawn trap they pin him into the, like those p2 like p3 spawns um and they just trap him into those back dome spawns it was a really good break off really good play from Shotzi um coming out of maps off the rip and then as we get into the p3 heart point this is where phase has to bring it back you lose the P1, you lose the P2. The P3 is a money hill. This is a hill that you have to be disciplined on. And unfortunately, I listen, I, I, I know Abe is P1, and I know he gets this kill. I think somebody dome should come and help him, and I think Abe needs to try and get the hell out of there, man. He needs to just try and get into that next hard point because the problem is he dies P1, and then look where he spawns. He spawns all the way out. I just feel like on rotation, they need to be a little bit more disciplined. I like that Abe cut the cross right away and got the kill. But as soon as he gets that kill, and I don't know about what you guys can, 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 can obviously, you know, butt in. Chris, you could butt in. I see a lot of people playing the cross on P1 here. I see a lot of people doing it. And yes, they get kills. But it's risky if you go down before that five-second mark and you end up spawning out old on uh, old in the back of P2. Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Cut it, Abe cutting the cross there and, and not getting back. Is it a good play? Is it a bad play? I want to see FaZe play more tight here on a P3. It's a money hill. You know what I mean? Dying on rotation is just unacceptable any way that you look at it. The only thing that can salvage it is, is if you put yourself in a training scenario with your team. So if one person's going to stay out, that motherfucker better not die. He can't period. die. Like, Once you get that kill, just hide in the truck or something. He needs to hide, needs to hide in a corner um, and play and play off the con. No, like what I would what I would rather him do is not even play the cross. Like hide. Like if he can get top dub or hide bottom R or hide in one of like the credit corners near like the closed like staircase or something, and wait for his teammates to call out their gate or their front or their whatever. Then he comes out, shoots them on the back. Yeah. Or if he's gonna stay out. He needs more people to stay out with them. They need to be they need to be tradable. Right. To, if they're gonna if they're gonna cut those crosses, cut it together. Have one guy play in the back because one person being out while the rest of your team licks the wall at new. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's I, like are we I, I I think Austin could have played a better. Go back to the rotation. Like I think Austin's playing kind of this. Austin. I wouldn't say that. I think the head glitch Austin's playing, he could have sit on the fucking stairs instead of being out in the wide. Bro, Austin left, got two kills, man. He got two kills. He's got to fight three yeah, guys. I know. I'm saying I get that.
but I think being on the railing is also a better spot as well. It's easier for him to stay alive. Listen, there. disagree. Disagree. You either play tight together. Or like Chris said, you or push, you play, out you play out together, one and or the if, other. If, and if by any reason you find yourself being the one guy out, like a BZ, you play a mega credit where they have to like hard check you, or and and when you play off contact from your teammates, you are not the first person. You can't to engage. let optic just block dome spawns that easily. You can't just you can't. They're getting a free pick. They're spawning somebody out for free, and then they're just using their numbers to get the trade out dome. I mean, dude, Austin got two, and he, they they still didn't hold this hill. And, yo, he and then, had, yo, he had to get four, bro. And yeah, and, yeah, and then you see Ghosty. He look at what he does. Bro, Ghosty I'm knows not, what he's I'm doing. Not talking about the fact. Okay, whatever, bro. <sighs> I'm saying like that. He's why in the open there. I know he gets two kills. The railing spot's really good on this hill. <clears> like <throat> I, I think it's a way better spot to play in the back. And they also choose to kill the guys front and kill spawners instead of maybe all three, including the guy in the hill, shooting the guy in the back. So they spawn there. Like that was also a interesting uh, decision. They I, made. Uh, I get it, Ben. What do you, you think, Slay? What do you think? I agree with Ben, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, Slayer? Yeah. yeah. Great point, Ben. Great point. Okay. And then we get into the second rotation, and we get a listening from Optic Texas as they're up about 100. Let's tune in, because I thought their listening was great. I thought they sounded really good. thought their small talk was there. Let's tune in. Yeah, that's gonna do it for the listener. Did you guys think they sounded? I thought they sounded pretty good. Yeah, it was good, good comms from them. I mean, a little bit less hectic than it normally is, and I think there's a lot of active small talk, so I really like it. Yeah, I feel like their small talk uh, was really good. I mean, Ben, you think Dan, you think Dan Gosey's bringing a lot to the comms and for this team? I feel like he, I've, I feel, and we heard Dashy, Ben. I know you were watching the podcast a little bit. Bruce is giving him some, uh, some hype on there, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, so Bruce was on and talked about how you know when they were trying to figure out they wanted to move on from Ender, you know, a key thing was bringing in someone that can do what Illy was doing for them. You know, last year, and so you know, uh, on Brandon's side, like I know Chris, you kind of helped him out with a little bit of a selection shortlist, and then he watched those vods with Dan. He was like, "Okay, I think this guy's got it for what we need on our team," and I think he's really stepped in, filled that role. Uh, I think he slayed well at times, and I think it's been a really good chemistry fit. His optic team that was in a really weird spot after Scump retired. Uh, yeah, and then uh, as we get into the, like the second P three, is this the spot you're talking about, Ben? The real spot right here that Austin's yeah. in right now. Okay, yeah. so as we get into a second P3, this was another hill that FaZe lost. And honestly, it, it's almost like the same thing, right? Almost. This one's a little bit different. But take a look at MC, right? You have three guys from FaZe rotating to new, right? They're playing tight. They're rotating. That's it. They're talking to you. MC's still pushing old with 20 seconds left, right? He pushes old. He finds one. 
and then instantly gets traded out. Now, as soon as these spawns come up, these Optic players know for a fact, especially with Dan Ghosty spawning close gate right there, or close front right there, like by that statue, they know that MC spawned out here. So what do they do? They, they read the spawns. You can see Hook. He instantly turns around. Shotzi turns around. The MC, he even shoots there as well. MC shoots. Which I think the better play for MC there is just to hit through art and get top double and try and shoot some people in the back. They were playing for him. It wouldn't have mattered. Number two picked him up and number three looked for him but, too. But shouldn't MC know that they're playing for him there? Like he should probably know that, hey, they're probably going to play for me here. Like try and, play, try and get like up top mm -hmm. art, like try and be a nuisance. And he tried. He was going up the dubstairs. He just got. He just got teamed. No, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, it, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, listen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming it right there. I'm just saying. Yeah. Again, it's another. It's another rotation where like phase. They. Yeah, but, but they they killed the guy in the battle. Play this through. I'm really curious how yeah. they end up getting broken. Yeah, let's see where the next guy dies. Because I know I'm, MC's fucked. They trade this guy in the end. They, yeah, they were looking screwed. for him. They were looking. They were for looking the for him. Time. MC was screwed, but MC also pushed 20 seconds of old when the rest of his team is rotating. Just the guy front just overpeaked and died, and then they just flooded the other two. The street comes in. And they salvaged the it. They salvaged it. And then this yeah. this is kind of where it, it falls through again. They they were able to savage it a little bit. Oh, but I then they the they let them they, again, it's it's these it's these gate spawns, man. It's it's these gate spawns. They're just letting optic run through gate. Um and we yeah. could and we could kind of see how it how it plays out. MC does a good job coming off spawn. MC was able to find a couple kills. Boom, that's three dead. Right here, boom. This is where they gotta stay alive now, right? Four dead. They got to try and get themselves into good situations here. Dashy finds one, uh, and then Shotzi finds another one. And then again, it was Hook who pushes well, through gate and blocks the spawn. More, it's even more funnier. Go, MC gives this maps up, but look what number four does. He doesn't ever actually hit gate. He goes fucking bottom, bottom maps. It's actually really, really unfortunate for MC because there's a call that some guy's going through gate, he dies. But he never actually pushed gate. He went to go support on stairs. Yeah, you got to think maybe, yeah, 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 you got you, Tom, Ben, a little bit. Of, that's yeah. a good, that's a, that's a good call right there, Ben. It's a good call. Because MC, what, he did give up maps there to go pick it up. Because I'm sure maybe, what, Ben, somebody might have called it right there, right? Like somebody well, called it. Well, it's going to work from, Kyle, or from Bruce to kind of he juked do it. kill cams. He juked it. Yeah. Um, but, and, I mean, it, MC holds his pre-aim. Like, he gets that kill on Ant. Maybe he gets traded. But either way, I think, you know, just poor timing there. And they really needed all this 37 seconds. Yeah, and they're not gonna get and it. Bruce, he makes the play, gets a couple kills, and, and again, bro, FaZe is a great team, but it's just sloppy, and Optic take advantage of these things, man. Like they, Optic do such a good job of, of putting that pressure on them when they get kills, and they do such a good job of manipulating spawns. That FaZe, again, like another P3, they're fighting from the back. Like This could have arguably been a, a full 60 for them, um, and it wasn't, and Optic was able to get in there and get some time. And as we get through the rest of this map phase, they started getting some good holds now. MC started really picking up the pace because he started a little slow. Um, and then they started to bring it back a bit and get some time. But it was just too late at this point. It was too late. Uh, and they end up getting pinned back into those dome spawns. And, and Optic Texas were able to run away with this one on the Fortress Hardpoint, which, uh, again, we know is one of Optic's, uh, one of their better maps. You know, this is a really good map for them. So... Uh, again, the P3s, man, just really hurting FaZe, and you got to give props to Optic because I think they did a really good job just manipulating those spawns and being aware of the spawn outs, and they just knew everybody. They, they look organized. They look really organized, and uh, I think they look good. Pat, any final thoughts on the map one? No, I was glad that FaZe brought it back a little bit, though, Tom. I was getting, like, extra worried just for, like, a confidence level, mm -hmm. um, but I am glad they were able to at least bring it back so it wasn't a complete blowout like we've seen, <laughs> like we saw the last two uh, events. I have there. a... Uh... I have an idea for phase a little outside the box i know that you know you can't really it's really hard to do land boot camps but they ping really well the atlanta server from their facility and i think 
doing a preland specifically for their team and their respawn struggles, doing that environment and getting some teams to come might actually be a really good idea. Do you think that's they ping the like, issue though? They ping like like one or five the Atlanta server. I don't know if that's the issue, but like when I've talked to Crowder on Scrap Time, uh, well, that's part of the reason that people don't do prelands anymore because you can't. There's not a land version of the game, right? Unless you play on the build, they bring two events. You have to play online, but if you're at their facility in Atlanta, like they ping really well. The build the build but, they bring to events, Ben, is the same. Like they they pick yeah, but the they server. Have the, they have, yeah, but they have the game server local. Like they have, they bring their stack with them. But like the thing I'm saying is for phases. Like I think, and I've talked to Chris about it on the show. You know, they're they're they have a translating practice to match problem, especially for respawn. I think trying to simulate less of the sitting at home in our facility environment and more playing their team actually on land might help them in the run up to some of these events. Yeah, uh, outside the box idea. Outside the box idea. I mean, wait, I, I'm I'm confused. I, I, I'm just a little confused. I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, how, so, you, so you think a pre land would help them fix their mistakes? I think it would help translate the practice that they are doing better at to events. Yeah, I think that's worth an idea. Um, I don't know. I, how would that I, fix their optic I, yeah, issue, though? I'm, I'm confused as well, to how that would issue, fix the it. The optic issue is another issue. I think just in general, going back to the respawn problem. Optic like issue or been, not, they, they suck been, cock at hardpoint. They have been good at hardpoint at one event, and it was the event where they sort of found two bread and butter hardpoint maps. But even then, that split, they didn't play that great in hardpoint. They got to figure out uh, whatever they're doing in between practice and matches is not translating. I think getting more reps in a land environment might be a really good kind of outside-the-box idea that maybe be a solution to that problem. Outside of just whatever they're doing now to try and figure it out while they're playing for but, the facility. But, but why are they... Here's my issue. Why would they just now be having this problem? Like, why they've would... Been why have, would they've been having this problem all season, brother. Like, the, again, the one event that they yeah, won this like, year... but, like, why, they, why would Modern Warfare 2 just change whether they're good online and good on land? Yeah, that, that's uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying phase? They're, they're, that's not yeah, what I'm saying. You're missing the point. Yeah, I'm not necessarily what, saying the that they're it, it, they've, they've been bad. They've been bad at respawn online and land. Like, but the most important thing to them is like I don't think at this point you've got four online or three online matches left. I don't think that fucking matters. You're focusing on major five and champs at this point, right? You want to get your hard point in a really good position for those events. What I'm saying is that's where you want to focus on in that environment. I think a pre-land particular what, for them might help. I think what Ben is arguing, Pat, is it's not about the it's not about like them being good online or good on land. It's more so if they get more land practice, um, their team might be able to take practice a lot more serious. Not not to say they're not, but like get better quality practice and maybe help iron out their mistakes because they're in a better environment to do so. Which I mean, it could it could potentially help, but I don't really see any good team going out of their way to do that because yeah, FaZe is a great team, but or any of the no like, top, top team is going to really go and give phase practice no. and give phase practice on no, a game that they're all. technically weaker in Definitely then, than all of them. But I mean, you can argue just like with any. I mean, people would say the same thing about why would you go fucking do a pre land with LA Thieves? Like I, I'm, I'm saying that teams may want to take advantage of it because it's an ability to try it out in that environment. Again, you're going to get advantage that other people don't have. The problem is like the gap, right? Like who's realistically who's better than phase and hardpoint outside of the top four? In my opinion, it's nobody. It's nobody. Yeah, but that's their comp because competition. Because you're control and other shit while you're yeah, there. Yeah, so so if if your competition is the top four. Yeah, exactly. And if you know that you're better than Phase and Hardpoint, why would you ever go practice them? That's that's my point. Yeah, like, that, that, that'll never that'll never go, happen, Ben. I promise you that'll never happen. Four. Normally, uh, the way this shit goes is there's usually four teams there, so you're gonna play the two other teams as well. Yeah, but 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 Ben, I, I Ben, I, I promise you, I promise you that that'll never happen. That the top teams will never go to we, a preland with Phase. That'll never happen. If you're if you're better than a team, you never preland them. Like, 
who it was a uh, strictly business in yeah, I remember that I, in Ghost, they right? They freelanced Optic for like a week, and strictly business was ten times the yeah, team. Yeah, well, weren't Optic they just, the they just and they made each them other? infinitely better? Yeah, they just they made them infinitely other? better. No, so there was just... one more team there. I think it was uh, was TK there? I think it was TK. That Listen, was there we, as well. we up until the beginning of the CDL, like the year of Black Ops Four, there were a lot of prelands that year, like a lot. Mm-mm. Well, you let's all remember like Gen G was doing them, Optic was doing them. Like, yeah, a lot I, of I, I, I remember the and it went, I mean, it went away because there's a lot of people that lived there. Well, like, we drove, like, we drove up and scrimmed Optic. No, at pe- people flew into these prelands. The issue is that they, and I think part of the reason why they stopped is because they took away like the, the system link feature in the game where you could easily play in like a PvP land environment. And so it was just like, well, now if we're going to go, we're going to play online. I'm well, seeing I mean, the reason you might consider PC. doing it in Atlanta is that they pay, they've got like fucking 10,000, 10,000 fucking dark fiber where they ping one to the Atlanta server. Wait, that so should, that doesn't matter, bro. They could do it in Texas and it's the fucking same thing. If you live in a, if you live exactly. in a hub that's city, a which, if you live in a hub city, which most people do and they play on their local server with fiber, you're going to ping literally like five. Like, I'm surprised that none of the team, none of the, like the six teams in Texas have thought of this idea. Uh, bring their, bring their fucking league PCs well, and fucking call it. Well, well, let's get into the map too. I want to get into the embassy search and destroy a little bit. Phase, they, they get a really good spot. Uh, Star, I thought the Terrors did great off the rip. Simp and Abizi, they were really putting that pressure on them early. Just getting control of PD and getting control of the map. Uh, you know, get it just honestly that map control right like, to everything in SD. They were winning their fights early on. Um, but then I think Optic adapted really well. Um, I think they really decided to slow it down. I think Optic was trying to make so many plays. I think that confidence coming off the first map. They were trying to make some plays early. Um, and then we go into the fourth round. This is where things kind of start to slow down for FaZe. Abizi, right? They go up three rounds. I think he tries to take a risk. Um, and Shotzi, he's all over it. He predicts the push. Instantly a 4v3. And you could kind of see Optic, right? Like, they're sitting back now. Like, they're not trying to overdo it. They're not trying to make a play early. Like, I think they're trying to be patient now and, and trying to catch FaZe slipping. And, and that's what they did. They got they caught Simp slipping. They caught Abizi slipping. Uh, they get three kills, and then they start to make their move. They win that round. And then we go into the next round, the 1-3 round. And the difference maker for me is Dashy here. I mean, Dashy with his snipe. Uh, if he's not missing, it's he's really gonna be a nuisance on the map, and he he was able to find some angles here and get a couple snipes. Shotzi, he was gonna be laying down here, and you can see Cell. He's gonna pick up that first blood, so it's a four v three situation for Phase. Not sure if I like to play from a BZ jumping out window like that, but the trade does come in, and then this is where Brucey starts to kick up. You see him find a snipe mid map, so he's gonna even the playing field up at two. And then Dan ghosty has got two players to work with here, and Brucey with that snipe is able to find one, and the trades come in. So just really, really good round, uh, really good round from Dashy there. I thought his sniper was the difference maker right there. Um, and then we go into the next round. This is a big hold from FaZe here on the defense. You see MC now. He brings out the sniper. He actually sees the feet here from, from Hook. His, his heel, his toes are sticking out. Um, so the trade comes in from Simp. Uh, and then you can see the aggression coming in from FaZe, right? Getting that map control again. They're able to hold their lanes and Optic in a 2v3 situation. They got to make a play. And Shotzi, he gets taken down mid-map. So Dan goes to he's all by himself. Not really much he could do. Time goes down and... Uh, phase. They only need two more rounds to close this out, but uh, we get into uh, the 2-4 the round. Optic, this was a pretty, pretty good hold from them uh, on defense. It was actually Shotzi who makes the play in PD. Him getting into PD and just being a nuisance uh, was definitely annoying phase. You could tell it slowed down their push a little bit, and I think that's what Shotzi does best, right? Like, he gets himself pushed up into good uh, scenarios, um, and he's just like a, he's just like a worry on the side of phase. Like once they know that Shotzi's there, they're worried about him, and it kind of slows down their decisions. 
Um, you can see Shati, he was able to find one onto MC with about 40 seconds left on the clock. So he makes it a 3v2 situation. Uh, Dan Ghosty, maybe, uh, was this the round where, where Dan trolls? A uh, BZ gets one here onto Shati mid-map. Dashi finds the snipe, but take a look at this. With 14 seconds left on the clock, uh, I think it gets down to about, uh, nine or eight seconds. Dan's gotta be careful, man. He needs to wait a couple more seconds before he jumps down and checks that bomb. Because mm -hmm. you can see a BZ, he, he gets the kill there and he's able to get the bomb plant down. But luckily for Dan Ghosty... He's got Dashi on his team with that sniper rifle. He's able to get the snipe onto a BZ with six or seven seconds left to clutch it up, get the kill, the 1v1 clutch, and get the bomb defuse. Uh, so Dashi with that sniper rifle, you can see even Tyler laughing a little bit, being the difference maker. <laughs> he probably just lost four. J JP was in the chat and said there was a miscommunication. Uh, I miss oh a miscom with Dan Go oh, with Dan Go. So you're yeah. saying oh miscom. Yeah. So there you go. You you hear it here first from JP. Shout out to JP in the chat. A little bit of a miscom there from hey, Optic oh, Texas wait, in that also, round. Can we go back to like a BZ running up P1 when he goes like around the back alley? This is just something I want to point out because I know this guy's definitely a smarter player than this. Like do people are, are people faded? Like he was just running. He runs this back alley. He's got dead silence pop, and he just jumps into the bushes. Hello, look at look at the guy up top bridge. He hears him. He yeah, hears, he hears, the him bush. in the he hears the bushes. Yeah, he hears him he in the bushes. He almost dies. Granted, like he still stayed alive. He made right? a play. Oh, he busy made the play. If he, had, if he if he had dead silence and he didn't touch those bushes and he just goes around, like he might have been able to like get the jump on the guy up top and potentially maybe chase the or change the course of the round regardless of the one v one clutch. But yeah. Yo, stop it, chat. If you guys play ranked or you guys are competitive players, watch out for those bushes because that literally damn near gave away the entire play. Yeah, I also yeah, really like the discipline yeah. from Dashi there. What? What's up, Pat? I was saying, yeah, busy. <clears throat> well, yeah. Can't make those oh, plays. yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's, 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 he's a nowhere, bro. I don't know. It just looks hilarious. I was like, whoa, we're just going to jump but, in the bush. But, but I like even though Tyler was putting presence here on the A site, right? And he's getting kills here. I like that Dashi held his lane B. How many times do we see players give up AC and rotate over, you know, and then they give it up? Dashi, he stays he stays locked on those windows, and he's able to find another snipe. So it's a good heads-up play out of him. Tyler obviously gets the bomb down, but Dashi with that snipe, he takes care of business. We could actually take a look at the final kill cam here, but I think Dashi hits him with a little wall bang through the door as well. Uh, there's a good play out of Abe to jump across, right, get eye checks, uh, get checks on the, on the site, uh, but Bruce just hits a really nice shot. Through that door. So you can see the score now. We're at 3-4. And then we get into the next round. And it's a 2v3 from Optic. You can kind of see how it plays out. They go over towards that A-bomb site first. They drag all the phase players over. I argued that maybe MC should stay B-bomb here. I think he should stay. You have Simp. You have Austin that are already kind of camping this A-bomb site. Like, you know that they're not on the A-bomb site. You know that they're deep. I think MC should continue to hold AC here. What do you guys think? Well, Tom, it's even worse than that. There were, th there were, th there were three of their fucking team was over there before the other guy died. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you, you can see, boom, how it's set up. MC's playing alone on a B-bomb site. And look at how Optic's playing. And we were just talking about it in the last series, right? Where a team shows so much presence towards one site, but they have somebody lingering on the other side. And in this case, Optic had the bomb lingering by the B-bomb site by, or by himself. And it was Hook. And you could kind of see what happens. It's Optic who puts that pressure towards A. MC ends up giving up the B-bomb site. And then Hook, he waltzes in. And Chris, what did we talk about with that bomb yesterday? It's an extra player. Yeah, it's an extra player. A 2v2 a two v two with bomb down is essentially a 3v3. Like, um, But also, I wanted to just you know mention something about this map. It's a, it's like a big map in terms of line of sights, but it's actually kind of compact in terms of the way it plays and like all the sight lines available and um, that have access to each other. Mm -hmm. Cell doesn't need to give that up because like, 
unless they're actually pushing far up the street exactly and like they're already you know like towards the third van bell doesn't need to rotate he should hold it he can hold it there and then like okay if they start to get pushed up he can be readily available by pushing through mid-map and like cutting the cross p2 or preemptively flanking around the backside of you know p2 it might seem like hindsight to some of you guys but you can literally just sit top ac and be patient and and, and unless your teammates all start to go down rotate or just like play for a pinch or like play to like cut through the mid alley there's no point in you rotating yep you, the, it's such a it's such a quick it's such a quick rotation and then there's i no also point. i just also want to give props to hook man because this guy has been so good for optic i mean look at the plays he's making he's bottom orange he's able to find one i love the dive across mid map if he doesn't dive there he probably gets caught out so i just love the movement dashy right he works off of him hook is making plays and dashy uh, backs up on that those top windows and he tries to get some crossfires to help him out he's able to trade out with hook and a 2v3 comes in I just thought it was good plays from Dashie and Hook. They played off each other really well right there, and they were able to get the 2v3. So really big plays. Then we get into the 4-4 round. I like the adjustment from FaZe. 4-4, Optic ties it up, get confident on him. Like hit this A-bomb site, get this bomb down right away, and that's what they do. They rush across or to B right away. They jump across, they dive across, they get the bomb down, and they kind of play just a deep setup. They have MC kind of lurking top PD. They have Austin playing deep PD, and Abizi can kind of just go rogue and do his thing. But once that bomb is down, Optics needs to make the play. So I like them putting that upper hand on them and getting that bomb down. It was a really good strat call uh, from FaZe. And then as we head into the next round, uh, Optic, they try to do the same thing, right? They dive across, and it's Abizi who gets picked out. Abizi tried to counter it. And then I think you can already see Simp and Slasher. They start to inch up. I'm not really too sure. I, I would have liked to see Optic commit here. They end up clutching this round anyway. But they get the kill onto Abizi. So I thought they were just going to commit to this push. But they end up backing up. End up backing up here. And, and now it's Hook who's kind of stuck on the bomb site by himself. You can see Slasher. He kills Hook because he's by himself. No trades in there from Optic. And then Simp, he waltzes through mid-map and finds one as well. So now it's a 3v2 situation. And the Optic boys have to clutch up again. This is a round here where FaZe have to close it out. 3v2. Optic makes a little bit of a mistake there, in my opinion, backing up. And right here, it's a 3v2 situation. It's Simp, who's kind of pushed up by this top paper area of the map. And Shotzi, he takes advantage of it. You can see Shotzi, he shoots top windows. And I think that makes Simp react a little bit. He catches Simp off guard there and makes it a 2v2 situation. And then I love the play here uh, from, from Dash. He just kind of lurking. But I'm not really too sure why Austin did this. I think Austin maybe should have chilled a little bit. I don't think he realized that Dashie got pushed up on him here. Dashie got snuck into a corner. And Slashy didn't realize that I he think, was pushed uh, up on a map. Tom, I think they thought they were both still office. And I think Austin wanted to watch MC's cross. Because MC's is kind of like... yeah. Playing the, the AC spot. And yeah. Think, yeah, it was just a good play from Bruce. And then and then, and then Shotzi, he, he he goes to get this bomb down. And, and I think MC might have a chance to clutch this here, but he gives up on a kill. He jumps top AC, and he stops shooting. You see him stop shooting there, and Shotzi, he, he basically turns and burns. He he takes down MC, and uh, they tie it up. We go to around 11 here in the map, uh, map two. Uh, Chris, are you going to say something? I was going to say that. I mean, that whole round just stems on Simp. He got overzealous. Like, he thought, okay, this guy's top window. Maybe I can make a play on him. He just gets caught with his pants down. Dash, he turns around and kills him. If I think Simp plays that a little bit more patient. Because, yeah, that guy's top window, but he doesn't have direct access to, like, the bomb. Like, yeah. Like, or planning or anything. Like, Simp could have just sat top bathroom and, and played it a lot more patient. Um, it's just... 
it was just bad timing on his part. And, and then we get into the round 11, and I love the play call from Optic, except for one thing, Hook having a bomb while he's doing it, right? Like, I think maybe drop the bomb somewhere in PD before you do something like this. Maybe give it to somebody else this round, because Hook just says, fuck it. And I, I like the confidence in a round 11. I like it. He jumps out of mid-map, shoots a BZ in the back. The only problem is he keeps going, and Sim kills him, and boom, there's the bomb. But luckily for Optic, they have Shotzi on his team, and he turned the hacks on. Shotzi, he's top plat. He sees MC shimmying, slashes back alley. Did he get a red diamond? Is that what no, it was? No, no red diamond. No. no red diamond. Apparently, somebody asked him uh, in the Optic Watch party, and Shotzi said he just guessed, um, which was a really, really good read. I mean, to be fair, Pat, bombs down in there. Shotzi probably was like, you know what? They're probably camping corners in there. Uh, and you got to give it to him. He just read him. He just read him. He wins, uh, he wins the fight. Well, it doesn't win the fight. He just shoots him to the side through the wall. Assist? Maybe, maybe no, I don't no, know. No, 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 you don't game assist. He just guessed. He like, just guessed. He just guessed. Sell, 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 sell does things like that all the time, where he just starts just starts guessing, like yeah, doors guess. and like walls. Yeah, just a guess. And and as soon as Shotzi gets that kill, it's it's over, man. Three v two, they get the bomb down, and and or three v one now, and and Slasher, he's kind of screwed here, and just like that, Optic Texas clutch up. In our watch party, that said like they knew bomb was down, and they probably had an opportunity to like put more than one person there and play like corners. Yeah, like, you could someone's because like if you think about it, MC's top AC. So you're not going to get flanked from. You want to know AC. why? Play, play corners in there. I'm aware you can get pushed until the doors are middle. You want to know why they didn't get in there? The ARs. They got two. They got two. I think Austin and MC want to keep Austin, their range. Wait, Austin, just go pick up fucking Kyler's sub. He could have. Yeah, yeah, he, he could have picked up yeah. a sub. He could have. He could have. They could have made a play. Maybe played a little tighter. Um, he sits behind the fucking desk. Like he can. He can just kind of like play behind in the P5 spot. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, they, it's super lucky kill. But I, I agree with Clay. Like. In retrospect, obviously, probably stacking was their best. They could have stacked in there, or they can just played the entrances to like the building. Like it's the same thing, which is kind of what they were doing. But I mean, I just think the wall bang. I think Shotzi made a fantastic play. <laughs> I mean, I just thought he made incredible <laughs> reads, and I, I, you got to give it to him. It really, really good read there. He finds Simp in the corner, and then Shotzi's also getting on top of that truck with that scar in hand, and they're all smiles after that one. Uh, you can see Faze. Uh, they lean back in their chairs. They had to get up, take a little mental breather. Probably uh, it was a very back-and-forth map. Uh, a few rounds there, they went back and forth. So really, really good map number two between these guys. We'll take a look at the scoreboard. 10-8 and eight from Shotzi. What a what a map from him. He was making plays all, all map. It's super annoying to play against him. Uh, I thought he was definitely oh, yeah. uh, being really impactful in this map number two. Any final thoughts on the map two? Pat, we'll go to you. I see you nodding your head. I mean, what are your thoughts here, Pat? I mean... It was what four four two when Dashi got that clutch, right? Yep. It was uh four two. Yep. When Dashi got the one v one snipe. I think. Th yeah, I think that round just just kind of swayed the tide. We should have closed it out big... in the three v two before. I mean, they just lost. They lost full. They just choked. Yeah. I mean, still still great plays out of Optic <laughs> to clutch it up, but Faze choked the fuck out of that map. To be honest. Yeah, and then we get into the Expo control. A few things I saw uh, in this control. One of them, uh, listen, incredible. on this map? What, Expo listen, control? They, they, they might not be concerned about actually, like, beating them. Like, I, this, like it could, this could be the complete copium take they, they on if, like, to, people. But I'm going to give them the, the doubt. Map, they bro. have to get, yeah, they need reps bro, on other maps. We talked about this with control, and if you're not in winners, like, you can get mega fucked because game six in your series is going to be the one control map you don't play. We saw it. They're pretty much every team that's lost a series of champs and phase. It kind of makes sense why they're working on it. Yeah, this this map set was completely different from like the normal phase optic map sets. So, um, 
there could be some map experimenting from both teams here. Um, yep. And not they're not usual. Now to get into the expo a little bit, you can see FaZe, they have optic pin. They give up the B point, right? Because the B point is the easy point to get. They push up on at A point. Hook was the only guy staying alive here. I think he kills Austin about four times. I think he just keeps spawn killing Austin, just running in circles. Hook makes insane plays staying alive snow here. Um, and he continues to get kills. You can see him get another one there onto Slasher. Insane snap there. And then he finds another one onto Mr. MC. And him staying alive here. I like the plays. But I think after he gets the kills, I think Optic need to work a stack here. I think number one needs to jump on that point. I think who can even dip back after getting these kills and get on the point. I thought it was a really good place from Hook, but I want to see some stacks after they get these kills. I think they should back up. And you could kind of see these lives, they start to dwindle down. Because of that, Optic don't get the cap. They only get two ticks. And then at the end of this, Optic, they only have two lives. But look at how this plays out. Abizi, he gets one. Also, why was my chat spamming he was stunned? He was not stunned. Abizi was not stunned here. I think Abizi needs to try and get onto the front of that point and contest this here. He kind of gets caught out in the open here, but what do you guys think? Sint makes the, the play. Also, Sint making his play spawns Optic close. Did you guys notice that? Like, mm, Go back. Optic has no Optic has Yeah, Optic has no lives. Simp is making he's making a great play here, spawn killing. They're doing a great job here. Three go down. But I think Simp lingering back here is spawning Optic close, eh? They don't have anybody pushed out on that bus. So, someone someone that just died has got to tell MC to stay alive. Well, we, we talked think, about this think, yesterday. If MC runs away, they probably win this round. But we, no, we talked about this yesterday, though, yeah. Chris. What did we talk about? If you're not pushed up bus, you have to be careful. You have to. Like, if you're not yeah. pushed out there, mm -hmm. they could still spawn there. Like You have to be careful about that. So I think it was yeah. a little bit of a misplay there from FaZe. But then a BZ... Once he gets this kill, I think Abizi instantly needs to dive and contest. Just contest. Two lives. They have two ticks already. I think if Abizi can get down on the front of this hill, they're good. Then he gets stunned last second, right? Last second he gets stunned before he dies. I think he would have died regardless because he wasn't even looking there. And then Optic, they get two stacks. And the other phase guys coming off spawn can't get there in time. They didn't contest in time. Um, so I think Optic should have stacked. I think once Hook got like those two or three kills, Snow, that he should have dropped back and go see. They should have all jumped on the point. They only needed uh, they only needed one more tick, so I thought they would have capped it. And I thought right there, BZ should have probably jumped out and contested right there. Uh, but what do you guys oh. think? Oh, 100%. He should have tried to dive to the box. I think he the reason he played it like that because he thought after he got that kill, he was going to get like insta trade, like insta child, but I um, never like showed his face. Um, Optic, I guess, learning from their mistakes against Vegas where they childed off the point. This time they didn't. You see how easy it is to cap one tick with two people? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it goes up fast, man. It goes up really yeah. fast. And it, it, we'll, we'll see the stacks because Optic get a clean four stack on the last round. But we go into the next round. Obviously, Optic, they go on to the defensive side now. FaZe were able to get the B point, but fortunately for Optic, they were able to outslay him in his, uh, in his round and just keep him off that A point. Got a little sketchy here for a second. You can see FaZe, they actually get a little bit of a wipe here, and they work some stacks onto this point, but Optic were able to clutch it. So that's going to be three dead for FaZe. You can see all these players on FaZe, they're pushed out, but it's Hook who goes massive. He finds one, finds two, finds three. They let Hook go big on the pinch and find three kills. They don't let Hook do that. FaZe maybe or probably get that cap there. But instead, Hook makes an insane individual play to save Optic in this round. And then with a minute left to go, 
Optic, they get pushed up hut here. Once you get pushed up in these corners and get these kills, what does Optic do? They push out that bottom left-hand side of the mini-map. You can already see uh, Dashy, right? He pushes up towards that bus and just keeps FaZe funneled. They keep him funneled over towards those top right spawns. And FaZe, they're forced to OE or try and wrap back and kill Bruce. And honestly, they couldn't get out of the spawn. The kills go down. The spawn traps were in. And Optic drained those lives all the way down to the bottom. And then we get into the final round, which is where Optic off the rip. It's FaZe who get the two initial kills. But check this out. Dashy with one. Dashy with two. Dashy with three. And then Dan Ghosty picks up the fourth kill. And look at those green arrows. Look how fast this point goes up when you have all four people on a point. This point is going up at the speed of light. Op or, or FaZe, they try hitting this point off spawn and they can't even get there in time. They throw their tags. They can't get there in time. And then this is where I think FaZe said, fuck. We lost. They just start trolling. They start jumping out of bar. They start running at them. And Optic, they have all these. They have two minutes to get this A point. Um, and they just kept that pressure on them for that A point. A point or, or B point, sorry. It's really hard for uh for so Faze to hold this B point. With, yeah, get it over with. It was with. done. It was done. It was <laughs> done. Finish. Finito. Uh, Optic Texas, they just they keep putting pressure on this B point. Faze did everything they can to try and hold it, but eventually Optic, they get the, they work the trades coming off spawn. They got a lot of opportunities to hit it, um, and it's a 3-0 victory over the Atlanta Faze. We could take a look at the scoreboard. 27-14 and 14 from Hook. He continues to shine. Uh, for this Optic Texas team, continuing to do what he does. Dashy, another one, right? 23-12. and 12. Fantastic plays from him. Uh, everybody uh, uh, on phase on the other side, uh, you know, only one's positive where I'm seeing a BZ, but uh, you can see Slasher Simp. They struggled a little bit in this one. Um, really, really good day for Optic Texas. Thought they looked good. Thought they clutched up. I thought there was mistakes from both sides, but I thought Optic, again, was just the better team and, and just took advantage of those mistakes and, and, and just really let phase have it. So uh, definitely... Uh, when it comes to the matchup with FaZe and Optic so far, Optic definitely has the upper hand on them right now. They're just absolutely mowing them down. I mean, guys, any final thoughts on the series as a whole? Any final thoughts? I mean, Pat, we'll start with you. Any final thoughts? I mean, my first thought, Tom, is is I was right. This was a DoorDash challenge, um, which is that's always good, Tom. Right. You, um, you were just kind of, you were half right. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter who wins, right? The DoorDash challenge is a DoorDash challenge. Right, at the end right, of the day. right. A DoorDash, um, there's... Oh shit! My microphone just fell off. They're calling okay. it a door yeah. dashy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started that. They they they, they took that from me. I tweeted yeah, that sure. last major. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Optic played great. Uh, phase. I think to your point, Ben. I I think they need to do something. I don't I don't know if the land pre land is uh is the fix, but I do think there needs to be something done because not only do they just look bad and respawn in general, um, they just are looking rough against Optic at the moment. So. Um, you know, I think they got what, uh, six, six weeks or so, um, before COD champs. So I think they'll have that, uh, I think they'll have it ironed out by champs. I don't uh, know if they'll have it. They'll have it fixed I mean, in time for major five, but I think by champs they'll, uh, they'll have this issue. This issue worked out. I mean, here's the problem, Pat, is that they're not that good at heart. They're not that good at hard point. They can't win expos. So you're going to run into a situation where between hotel or silo, you might pick a better control map for the other team. Like their win conditions are not good right now. They need to figure out. And it seems like when the last time I talked to Chris and though they talked on stream, like comms are the issue. Not sure how a team where three people have been teaming together for like two plus years still having comms issues. They got to figure it out and figure it out quick. I want to go to the interview. Red dot merchants. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're red dot merchants. That's not what I'm saying. But <laughs> I like, that's a bad thing. But this game, you should but, be a red dot merchant. But, you should be a. <laughs> but, but this game with with how the spawn system works and what you need to like back up and block and 
uh, making sure that you time your debts correctly and just a little like small things you get punished. Like they're just not doing it right now. And then I want to go into the interview with Dashi because I thought this motherfucker was locked. It is it is interview. It was uh, it was a good interview from Big Brucey. I really liked this interview. So let's tune in and see what Big Brucey had to say after the match Joins or after the match. Excuse the me. Monster winner circle. It's our winner spotlight and Dashi. This guy was locked, bro. Look at this. Because I still didn't believe you guys were going to be able to come back in that game despite your wall bang. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, definitely a back and forth SD, but um, I mean, we take pride in making adjustments mid game. We're SD kids, so uh, we could kind of see and read the map on what they're doing, where the pressure is coming from, and we made the right adjustments, the right calls, and we ended up clutching up. Yeah, you did. Dashi, obviously, when it comes to this matchup, you guys have had Atlanta Phases number uh, throughout the entire season, throughout this entire game. They had to try something new against you. Were you surprised that Expo Control made it as game number three in this series? Not really. Nothing surprises me anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, Brandon, I can tell that you're absolutely locked. Congratulations <laughs> on the win. Uh, I wanted Hell. to ask you, you guys play Vegas. Someone made some it's a very, very energy, close bro. game. It goes down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, but today, you guys came with some extra energy. Uh, why do you guys seem to play so much better against FaZe? I mean, you have to bring your A game when you're playing FaZe, no matter how they're looking or anything. I mean, they're some of the best players of all time, so you got to bring your A game, and I'm glad we did. Dashi, you talked with Nameless on Friendly Fire. You mentioned that you used to team with Celium. Do you guys text each other, send a little DM after you hand each other a 3 0? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, obviously, Cell's my boy, but um, I mean, we're competitive. We don't really DM each other like, like that, to be honest. Final question for you before we let you go. Optic's been in two grand finals. Are we going to make it three come Toronto? That's the plan. I like it, my friend. Best of luck. The green wall is behind you, cheering you. All right, that's going to do it for the Dashi interview. Yo, my man was locked in for that interview. Was he not <laughs> he locked in? He didn't make yeah, a bro. single expression, dude. Tell me the count of words that he said during the interview. Very <laughs> I close. liked it, man. I actually liked it. I thought it was a good interview. Had to be the simple answers. Um, let's hop into the final series of the day. This one also went down to a map five. This was a great series. We got the, the champs coming in. Uh, LA Thieves going up against the New York Subliners. We start things off on a Hydro Hardpoint, Hotel SND, LSC Low Control, Fortress Hardpoint, and then we end things off on an LSC Low Search and Destroy. Any thoughts on the Vitos, guys? I yeah, Tom, think... I, think this, I think this LAT squad thought they had their qualifiers off. Um, <clears throat> man. This so is slam. now the second team coming off a event win to come back and just have embarrassing weekends. Uh, debut weekends in the first, you know, next online stage. Um, for me, I want to know where Kenny went. Kenny went on vacation. We're not seeing the real Kenny. They cloned him, Tom. They cloned him. They cloned him? Know. It's a fake Kenny? Yeah, it's a fake Kenny. No way. Who, but it's not the real one. It's a lookalike. <laughs> Kenny, it's a look Kenny, Kenny never really plays particularly well online for this team, regardless. And it's not, we can't really make online as an excuse because they had a really good land stage or online <laughs> it's stage Quavo. Um, in the last one. It's Guavo. Yeah, no, fuck no. I um, mean, if we want to actually talk about the vetoes, I mean, Mercado was left over here and Thieves chose to play Hydro, which is a really good map for New York. And I know Thieves are good at it, but Mercado might have been a better square up. So I think in retrospect, it was probably not. Unless they want to get more reps on this map, I don't think that was the right decision from Thieves. Yeah, I mean, as we get into the Hydro a little bit, um, it was a good start for New York. They get a really big hold on a P1, um, and they were able to get some, uh, or not a P1, but the P1 and P2, they were able to hold those spawns and, and lock down some time. Uh, LA Thieves, they bounce back here on the P3. 
uh, but heading into the P5, I thought it was where New York was able to get a fat lead on them. And uh, I just thought it was a good rotation from them. We could kind of see how they played out. LATs do a good job. They get the kills and they push up and they spawn those New York players out. We could kind of see it was uh, it was Kismet who finds a kill off of old. And look at the spawns come in for New York and Thieves. Uh, big uh, Some parallel spawns coming at that old hill. But I thought Caesar Skies Bueno investing in his game. He puts himself in a good position here on the rotation. I think he saves this rotation from New York. Wanted to highlight this play from him because I think him staying alive here, top rock, and finding a couple kills, make that three, make that four. I mean, Skies just put on an absolute show going into this P5. You can see how they were able to extend their lead here and get a lot of time here and uh, and get a pretty fat lead as we head into the second rotation of hard points. Um, really, really good plays. Uh, coming from Caesar here. And then uh, after this, it was about plus 70 going into the second set. Um, there was a weird spawn that came in. It wasn't a weird spawn. I just think it might have been a misplay from LA Thieves. They're down about 60 points here. They have to hold on to these P2 spawns. They can't let go of these spawns. But look at what they do here. So the time clicks down, but look at what they all do. They all push up here on P1. And I think at the last second, Envoy realizes, damn, hold on, give me a second. They could spawn behind us, and boom. Check out the spawn there from Caesar Skies Bueno. Chris, why don't you talk about it a little bit? Where's the line, Chris? Where is that line? Because the LA Thieves, they need to continue to block those P2 spawns because they get somebody spawning right behind them. Can I see? Let me let me see exactly what happens. Like play it, and let me let me let me watch. Yeah, so it plays through. Everybody pushes up. Envoy, <clears throat> he's dome. He ends up turning around last second, but I think it's too late. Uh, bro, <laughs> I wish I had an answer for this one because uh, I've seen it where a guy sits top dome and everything's fine and dandy. I don't. Uh, hold on, don't Pat. Hold on, we gotta go full screen for that, Pat. We gotta. Am I fried? <laughs> you know what I mean. I like that one. We gotta go full. Hold on, we gotta. Look at that. Is that Steph Curry? Yeah, nah. I nah, Slay. I like that, oh, Slay. Now, nah, Slay. First of all, Slay, tell me I don't look like a million dollars shooting that three-pointer, Slay. million and a half. You know what I'm saying? Look at half. that. Look at that. Swoosh. How you doing? Nothing but that. Okay, Chris, carry on. Chris, carry on. It was red when they when he spawned there. He was red. It was red when he spawned there. It was red. Unless it wasn't the white. spawns are decided before the guy actually spawns. Um, Nah, it was red. It was red when he spawned there. It went white as, as soon as he spawns up, then it went white. Yeah, then it went white, yeah. yeah. Um, you can kind I of wish see. I had an answer for that one. My only guess is number eight, like being so close, like in the water, like starting to cross the half line, maybe that could influence it in some mm -hmm. sort of way. But truthfully, that's just bullshit, man. You think so? You think it's a bullshit I don't spawn? Like this map, though. I don't like this map for that reason, though. And then, and, and then what does Skies do? I mean, Skies makes a good heads-up play. He recognizes the spawn, and instead of trying to play a kill, he just plays a corner and just stays alive. So good patience out of him. This is where New York, because of that spawn again, they were able to hold a lot of that time. We actually have a listening from the New York subliners. Let's tune in and see how the boys are sounding. Wait, okay, you back up? Okay, I'll block, I'll block. I'm, I'm yeah, cutting, I'm cutting, 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 c
Alrighty, that's gonna do it for the listener. Thought they sounded good, a little hectic uh, for a second. I think Skies was that guy, right? To just kind of calm everybody down. You know, everybody chill out, everybody relax. You know, they got a pretty big lead here. Um, they were able to get some pretty big holds. And then as we go into the third rotation, uh, you can see it was uh, New York. They really play for those P2 spawns as the next P1 pops up. And it ended up uh, working out for them because they were able to flip on in. It was LA Thieves who got to listen in here at the end, but it didn't really last very long because New York was holding P2 and about to end the game. So they cut it short. Um, really, really good discipline from New York to get those spawns rotate uh, and just stay ahead of the game right and make sure they just play their fundamentals right they end up taking a map one we'll take a look at the final scoreboard uh everybody from LAT's negative they really struggled in the slain department but on the other side I thought the bulldog kismet had a fantastic phenomenal map I see him in the chat as well kismet you put you play your ass off here in the map one 36 and 28 with about 4,000 damage 33 and 20 from Paco right behind him Caesar and P-Dog positive as well really good map one from New York any final thoughts guys on a, on a map one uh, no I mean I think my thoughts they should play Mercado but go ahead I was just gonna ask Tom because when I was watching your stream uh in the watch party you took the over on Hydra and Octane on this map did yeah. those hit uh no Octane failed me by like a kill <laughs> or two kills uh actually slay it yesterday I hit four in a row. I went up about four hundred dollars, and then today I lost four in a row, and I lost all of it. Actually, no, Damn. I'm up fifty dollars. I'm up fifty dollars, Pat. And yeah, then that's when I that's case. when I that's when I stopped playing, Pat. I was up fifty dollars. That's when I stopped playing. Obviously, yes, gamble hey, you got responsibly. Fifty more than you had, Tom. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm heard. saying. Fifty more than you had. Gamble responsibly. You know what I mean? Um, you know, gamble responsibly. I I don't gamble a lot. I just do a little bit for fun, just to make things interesting. Um, but if you are going to gamble on the matches on, on the prize picks, make sure you gamble responsibly, folks. Um, but, but let's head over to the S&D uh, to start things off. It was uh, really good plays here from P-Dog off the rip. Little 1v1 here for P-Dog. Uh, I think we had push-ups on the line for this one. Uh, I think it was Clay and Ian who were, were going back and forth a little bit. Uh, but P-Dog, he's going to jump the corner here single and take down Envoy. So a really big win there uh, from P-Dog. Then in the next round, I thought LA Thieves single pushing a little bit. It was Draza who tries to get across P uh, across the bedroom off the rip. I like to play from Draza trying to get aggressive, aggressive, but he ends up getting picked out. And then you see on the other side, it was Envoy who tried to make a play on that B side, and he gets picked out as well. New York was all over that. A quick four v two for them. They're able to go up two zero. Uh, we head into the third round. This is all Draza. Some trades go down. Octane actually gets a two piece with the snipe here. Love seeing Octane with that sniper rifle. I think Octane 
does a great job here finding kills. He puts himself in a good position, uh, and he was able to find two kills here, couches with that snipe. So really good shots coming out of him. And, of course, it's Paco and Draws, but the problem is with that time ticking, Draza knows where that, bomb's, where that bomb is down. He plays some, uh, plays a little spot here in top bed, and uh, he's able to take him down uh, and shoot Hydra in the back. So and uh, or LA Thieves are able to get around on the board. Both rounds, next two rounds, uh, was a couple defensive holds from both teams. We go into the 2-3 round, and again, who is it once again coming in hot with the Ninja Defuse? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Paco. He's just such a good job at just reading these situations. I mean, we'll take a look at it. Bomb goes down. Paco, he's going to dive on it, and he sees the guy run away. And even the way he diffuses it, right, the way he, he diffuses it, he turns his body so the guy top bedroom can't see him. It's little things like that that I don't think people really notice. Paco turns his body so his legs don't stick out. And Paco, what another ninja defuse. I mean, what is it with this guy? I mean, this guy just knows his timings, eh? He just knows what who he's is, doing. Uh, who is middle map challenging Infodest? They made a really good play because they were super worried about that guy. Uh, who, the, the number five you're saying? Kismet? The, bull, the bulldog, yeah. The bulldog. It's the yeah, bulldog. Because number four is on, on block and he goes Infodesk and he's so worried about the pinch play here that, you know, <clears> they, <throat> they don't have the crossfire anymore. Yeah, and then we get into the next round. It's uh, it's a two v uh, a two v two from Paco and the boys, and uh, and I thought Paco again makes the play. Hydra finds one off the rip, and uh, some trades go down. It's a three v two situation. La thieves, they're able to get that guy off the bomb. So now it's a two v two, and look at the plays here from Paco. He's actually going to get aggressive in the two v two, make the play. I don't think Kenny uh, expected Paco to just push right through the spawn like that. I thought it was a really good heads up play, and then I like how Paco was able to stay down and call his teammate. And you can see Kismet; he's running over to come help him. Uh, uh, Paco, he comes in for the trade. Just a really, really good two-piece from Paco. Honestly, Paco, these last three rounds, he was just making absolute plays. He gets the ninja to fuse, makes the play in the 2v2, and then we get into the next round, and it's Paco who's left in a 1v1 situation. And he just reads Envoy. They both pop their dead silence here. You can see Hydra. He's going to reposition over towards that main desk. Envoy, he tries to rap, but it's just a good read coming out of Hydra. He knows Envoy's trying to make a play. He reads him trying to hit a route on him and try and flank around him. And Paco, he shoots him in the back. And the New York subliners are able to take the map 6-2. to two. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard here. 7-6 and six from Envoy. Uh, only one positive for LATs on the I other side. 11-3, Pat, from Hydra. As soon as this happened, I was like, damn, this is going to go map 5. You thought I so, said Pat? To myself. I said it to myself. I was ben like, called it, too. Ben, ben you I, said the same right. thing. We're, we're, I was saying because we had a CeeLo control next. And I'm like, well... We've seen New York kind of struggle on this map as of late. Thieves have gotten better. And we saw the next two maps. And we're like, this is definitely doable. And uh, yeah, I think Draza started to come alive on this map. Draza started to come alive the next couple maps. He started to kick up. I mean, heading into the to the, to the control, uh, it was a comfortable defense from LA Thieves. They honestly did a really good job just pinning New York back in the spawn this whole round. Um, and in New York, they were able to get onto the B point here in the last second. But who is it? It's Draza once again. He finds a kill. Kenny and Octane with a kill. Draza even gets that streak in New York. They weren't able to cap any point um, as we head over into the offense. I thought LATs had a really good break here. They were able to cap B pretty easily. They Off the rip, they play kills middle. They find a couple kills. And I like how those red arrows continue to swarm onto that B point. They get the stack here early. They get some kills. And uh, it was Draza who stayed pushed up. And then I love what they do after they cap the B point. They cap the B point off the rip and take a look at that number one arrow. We talked about it with Octane when he was on the show the first day, right? 
getting pushed uphill and just being a nuisance with that AR. He gets pushed up on that hill with the AR, and he just rains hell up here. He's just tagging people up. He's not finishing kills, but he's putting a lot of bullets down into them, and when you're doing that, it's really, really easy for your teammates to pick up those stragglers and, and, and find some kills, and he stays alive here as well, and that allows LA Thieves to get onto that A point. They win the offense, and then, of course, we go into the final defense. It was a quick 3-0 for the LA Thieves. We don't have to spend too much time here on the control. I thought LA Thieves, they had a pretty comfortable win here. Any thoughts on the control, guys, for LA Thieves? I thought it was clinical. I, I got mean, nothing. this is night and day from where they were at, like, in the beginning of this year on this map. They New York so much. New York uh, continues to kind of not really, like, find the, their their niche in, in control. Like, they don't really have anything they can rely on. They're playing one of the better control teams, so it's kind of hard to gauge. But um, still, still worried about New York's control struggles, um, regardless of the series uh, victory. Yeah, they you worry about New York. Work on there. New York's just not that good at control. It's like they've tried to keep trying to play different maps, and they just can't find their footing on like anything. Well, uh. I think I think it goes back to similar reason with Phase with the Expo thing. I think for New York, like uh, they used to play we, Fortress. You know, last split, like they actually were not bad. If I remember, I'll look it up right now. Last split, they were three and one on Hotel Control and three and two on Estilo. So six and three is not bad, but they didn't play Expo at all. Uh, this split, they played two controls, one expert, one Estilo, and lost it. So uh, I think it still, still comes back to the fact, again, similar upon the phase. When they, if they're getting a, a final situation or they're in a situation where they're not picking the control map, uh, you know, Fortress is not there. You're not 7 to 1 or whatever they were on it anymore. Like they got to get better, at least one or two of these control maps. <clears throat> yep, I agree. As we head into the Fortress hard point, this was the map number four. Honestly, it was pretty back and forth early on. LA Thieves are able to work a big break onto the P3. Um, I don't know what's going on with these P3s. Teams are really struggling to hold these right now. Let's see what happened here with New York here on the P3 and see what's going on. Uh, you can see they kind of just kind of rush, right? They use their numbers playing through gate. I think the first one to die off rotation here was Kismet. He spawned that of old. But this is a good setup. I think even Kismet spawning behind him here. Like, I think this is good, right? I think he just, he, he wins one. Um... Wait, what happened there? How, okay, he ended up getting shot across by P1 there. Um, and you can see the stuns coming in, right? P-Dog trying to stay alive. And uh, you can see Kenny and Envoy, they just kind of run right through gate and win these fights. It was a really good break from LADs. Really good teamwork there. They just kill Kismet, pushed out, and then use their numbers gate to just work some trades and, and, and mm -hmm. piece up some people, right? Yeah. Good good break there. What I, what I, I don't like... What I he well he did he got he got one and then um, he ends up dying they flood through he spawns up again and they read the spawn and just spawn kill him, but I think the the main reason they get broken there is Priestley just needs to adjust his spot like he just got like a he just like farmed like a bit like a big like three piece like change it up to his teammate switch up the spot like they just they came around the corner they just blew him away like he's just gonna get bombarded here why guys why do people stop playing these spots up here like top dome and like this little cubby top right. Like, I feel like if you have a guy cubby top right and then a guy top rails here, like, you just have that tight crossfire on him. Like, it's so mm -hmm. hard to, like, get through there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and no, I haven't right. seen I haven't seen people play it recently, like, on these rotations. Like, people are always playing so deep, either on the railing or just kind of in the open playing, like, off angles, which I like the off angles. I like it. Like, I like what they're doing, but they got to switch it up a little bit because well, I think I it's starting to get a, predictable. I, you want to be a little like more ratty, Tom? More ratty. So they need to get more yeah. ratty. Like, play tighter. You know what I mean? But go ahead, Ben. No, I mean, there's a lot of different ways I think you can play that. And I was confused. I was talking about Paco, not Kiz. Obviously, Kiz got spawn kill. I thought Paco, if you can get one there, 
a chance. I think it's just tough. I mean, they three hit door pressing up back down. Uh, Hydra, <laughs> I don't think had any utility. I don't think he could like stun or naded and just mm-hmm. didn't get one. So, and then uh, like, there bro, was sometimes sometimes how that goes down. There was a three v three and they lost it. And then obviously New York, they they bring it back a bit. I mean, it was a pretty back and forth map. But I want to talk about this this second p three. This was actually something uh, that caught my eye here. Uh, right here, right. I don't like New York playing this guy off old. I think they should just leave him on that old time and just hit gate and just work trades. Like, use your numbers and just hit these guys out. Because what happens here is they end up backing up and playing for this guy off the old hill. Because I guess that maybe they don't want him to pinch on in, but they kill him. And then Octane, he's just going to spawn up right next to him, right? And then he could just kind of delay their push. Like, I just don't like that play from New York. I think they're better off chalking that guy in the scrap and just playing towards new and using their numbers. You know there's a guy in old picking up 10 seconds. Fuck him. Leave him there. And yeah. just hit it. You know what I'm saying? Did, what do you guys you think about up? that? The guy that was inner, I want to see where he was prior to being an inner. If you can back up to, like, maybe, like, 15 seconds in the hill. Okay, 15 seconds all in right. a hill, boom. They all come off spawn P1. You see how you see how one oh. comes off spawn P1, one's an R, one's falling them up R. Like, they should all just hit this right side, like this gate side. Like, instead of just dropping off here, if anything, it should be uh, Kismet. You know, he should be, like, hitting P1 and maybe picking up that cross when he's coming up to P1, and then, you know, the rest of the guys can use their numbers and flood. You know one guy's that old. You know one guy's going to be playing on the hill new. So you have two guys that you can work with. Just use your numbers and bully gate. I think that would have been a great play from New York. But instead, they play for the guy off old, and LED's puts him in a little bit of a blender here. Um, yep. And I, granted, yeah. New York were able to get some the last 30 yeah. here. But you guys know what I mean. I thought it would have been a good play if they just used their numbers. Um, uh, also, yeah, they seem also, like they all turned around to some kind of communication. Call. Also, that's, ahead, Chris. that spot that he, uh, the, the spawn that he got right after they killed the guy on old is... It's just a misread by them. Um, I've said it. I said it yesterday when we were uh, talking about this map. You don't actually have to physically be pushed past that gate. If you mm. like get really close to those doors, you block the spawn that's like inside, like the actual like P three you know area of the map. That's why Sam spawned in open. If he if somebody yeah. would have got to open quick enough, he would have spawned bottom art instead. Yeah. Um, but you know, so they did. They also didn't read like the spawn out on the guy they just killed. They thought he spawned with his teammates and he ends up just shooting him in the back and then putting them in a blender. Yep. And then we got a tight game here. We go into an LATs listening. They really started to kick up. So let's tune in the, to the LATs and see how they're able to push this to a map five. Let's, uh, let's tune in. Still hey, that's fine. I have time. I'm on a I'm on a table. They can pitch me bench. They can pitch me. I don't know. I'm trying to be on. I'm trying to be in the map. I'm trying to get the map. Open, open, dead. Bottom map, spot out, shut on. 
Alrighty, that's gonna do it for the listening for the LA Thieves, and uh, they were able to close it out here. They hold this, and then it goes to a, to a P1. Um, and LA Thieves, they were just able to keep New York constantly pinned into those dome spawns. They couldn't get out of the spawn, so LA Thieves were able to close it out and send this to a map five. Any final thoughts, uh, Pat? Any thoughts on the map four uh, before we head into the map five? I mean, I just don't know how Thieves are winning maps with Kenny negative every every game, Tom. He's an impactful uh, player, Slay. Sometimes the scoreboard don't show. At least he's making right plays. At least, at least they're playing as a unit. You know what I mean? That goes a long I way. I guess. I mean, I just hate how day to day it is. Guy could be MVP one weekend, and and then just getting talked the next. There's I a mean, lot of people like that. They've they've had an on and off time online. I think Clay was in our uh, uh, our watch party earlier talking about the difficulties they might have when they play some of these Texas teams um, from LA, even if they're kind of getting a little bit more of a fair server. There's some shenanigans going on, but yeah. Uh, I don't know what I mean, kind I mean, of shenanigans these, there are, bro. These, these, Thieves have always, though, to be fair, like even not Kenny aside, like they're also really good at winning series the last two years when they don't outslate teams. Like they're just really good funnies. <clears throat> then we get it to the map five, Elisilo, and check out the snipes here from Paco. Finds one on Tadraza pushing through it and finds a nice shot onto Kenny there in that back alley. So a nice two snipes coming out of Paco uh, to start things off. LA Thieves, they bounce back and, and hold on their defense. They were able to tie it up at one. Um, and then Paco, again, I love the play he made here. He was able to get pushed up kegs here. And I just think Kenny maybe didn't read this. I don't think he realized that Paco already snuck in here. And Paco, he's able to find one here. And then at this, uh, he has a guy pushing him through A. I think he ends up taking down his teammate. But Paco comes in and gets the trade as well. So really good plays coming out of Paco. Make it a 3v2. Skies ends up going down. But you can see that bomb is down and time is ticking um, P-Dog finds one, and then Octane, he's left by himself, doesn't have a lot of time to work with. Um, it was actually Octane trying to get this bomb down, but time runs out. Uh, New York, they end up uh, going up 2-1 here. Thought it was a good place from Paco uh, through the mid-round right there. NYSL, they get a quick offense here. It was Draza who tries to make a play through mid-alley. He ends up getting back down. He's going to have to back up, but it's Octane who gets picked over by Field. So it's a 4v3 off the rip. Draza continues to put pressure on him, but Skies, he realized what Draza was trying to do. He picked up the flank, and they make it a 4v2 situation pretty early on. And then you can see they're able to work some trades here. Envoy, he tries to make the play on him. He ends up shooting. If he was there a little bit earlier, Envoy might have been able to make a play there. Uh, but NYSL, they're rolling through these rounds. They go up 1-3 there, uh, and then they hop on a defense. It was a pretty comfortable defense out of them. Uh, some trades have been mapped. LA Thieves, again, they're trying to work that bomb. But, uh, again, Paco, he pushes up field. You have Skies holding it down. New York just do a really good job. What is it with New York on this map? I mean, Clay was even talking about during the watch party. This is just their map, man. Like, they're really good at this map. Why do you think they're so good? I think the I think the sub players just really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Evasive? Is that a word? Yeah. They can get yeah. mixy yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, they do a good job just getting mixy mid map and just take it. They take good routes, you know, and they end up going up four uh, one here. And then Skies one v two, right? He's left by himself, and I love the play here. Pops the dead silence. Okay, he's gonna wrap all the way around mid map here, and uh, he's got one guy to work with here in the bomb site. It's actually going to be Envoy and Skies. He takes him out back. Nice shots there with the scar. Now it's a 1v1 situation. And check out the plays here from Caesar Skies Bueno. With 10 seconds left, instead of playing the bomb, the bomb plant, 
he ends up playing the kill. And Kenny, he tries to jump out. He thinks he's on the bomb. You can see Kenny, man, frustrated. Leans back in his chair. He's losing composure, Skies. Dagger round. It's the dagger round, Pat. It's the dagger round. He doesn't even go for the bomb plant. And Kenny, he gets picked out. Really good plays coming out of uh, Caesar Skies Bueno right there. Um, and then we hop in to the 1-5 round. This is a 3v4 from these, but it didn't really mean too much. Because when we get into the last and final round, who is it once again? It's Caesar Skies Bueno. With a 1v2. Uh, pops the dead silence again. And again, I, I like the way he played it. He's got 20 seconds left on the clock. The bomb is down. Uh, he rotates through their spawn. He finds one on the bomb site. And then he just plays his time, right? Pulls the knife out. Throws a little bit of a shimmy. Uh, and he knows that uh, you know, the player's got to run towards that bomb and try and get on it. And Skies, he clutches the 1v2 again. So Skies putting on an absolute show. I see him in the chat right now. Skies, great job from you, bro. You put on an absolute show, kid. <laughs> Um, you, see him doing the, you see what he's doing the camera? Well, well, let me take a look here. Let me see what's going on. They won. Look at look what he does. Look, yeah, so he's he's rubbing his one. belly. What no, is he no, rubbing earlier, his fucking earlier, belly? No, no, before, before. Uh, oh, yeah, I see what he's doing. Hold on. He's, he's, <laughs> it's icy. It's icy from Caesar Skies. Let's take a look at the celebration here. Let's take a look at the Troy, uh Caesar's in chat. It says that Troy told him to do that. Let's take a look at the celebration here. As he's got ice in the veins, folks. He's got ice in the veins. You know what I mean? Tom, 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 he thinks he's you. Yay, there's not many like me, Pat. I'll tell you that. There's not many. But she's this guy's bueno. I love the celebration here, kid. I like it. Good job, man. Good job. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the series, man? Any final thoughts? Uh, thieves have not looked like themselves since coming back. Listen, I, I was joking with Sam earlier. I said he's going to cry baby cheese online and they were going to get smoked. Unfortunately, it ended up being true, but, um, you know, good stuff out of the New York camp. Um, they've done a really good job of getting better at search and, uh, They've looked, you know, still really good in their respawns. And uh, they've been making progress um, slowly but surely um, towards the tail end of the season of getting back to that form of theirs, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, 60 this weekend. I think Thieves is going to be okay because their next three matches are Florida, Minnesota, and London. So I think they're winning at least two, if not three Florida, of those. Florida, Minnesota, and London? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Pat. Come like, on. Yeah, you know, these, I, I think, I think uh, listen, we're looking at the uh, matches next week. Man, are these some stinkies other than uh, the last one. <laughs> I think FaZe and Vegas will be a good match just because Vegas is right on the cusp of making champs. So I think every match just matters so much to them. And I think a lot of people are rooting for Vegas to sneak into that top eight as well, um, especially uh, after all the sound EQ stuff. I don't know. People are really rooting for Boston much right now. Um Love all the guys at Boston, but the sound EQ thing, you know, yeah, I, I didn't really like that too much. But uh, yeah, what do you got to do? Tom. Yeah, we, we got uh, LAG going up against uh, London Royal Ravens. Model, it's the fucking blow it up, bull. You know what I mean? Uh, I got uh, shit. Who the fuck do I got in this one? I, I don't know. Pat, flip a coin, maybe flip another one. Yeah, I'll I flip got the you. coin with tails, you. Tom, head or tails. Uh, you, got, you got all of us. You got I all do. Of us I do flip. head for London. I do tails for LAG. All right, all right. Are we all flipping a coin? No, I'm, pick, I'm picking. No, I'm quick flipping uh, right now. I'm picking London in this series. Go ahead, Slay. Who do you got? Flip the coin. Right. It is. Hell. Nah, I got LAG. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> I'm picking. I'm picking London regardless. Like I think last time these two teams played, London won. And I think like. LAG's on the 10L streak. I know London's also struggling as well, but I feel like London's can't maybe he's got a little bit more to get this done. I don't know. I mean, hopefully I'm not proven wrong, but we'll see what happens. All right, and then Chris, who do you got? I got I got the coin flip, bro. I'm with you. 
Alrighty, so you do what? You doing another coin flip? We're doing another no, one. No, no, no. Like we did, we did the coin oh, flip. Okay, you're you going with you're going with he, LAG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slay, are you taking right. a coin flip uh, as well? No, I'm gonna go London, Tom, and only because I have nasty and fantasy, so I mm, need him to farm. Some you need kills him to go crazy. Me. You need him to go yeah, crazy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Here we got Florida going up against Boston. I think Boston's gonna take that one. I thought Boston looked uh, pretty good in their last match. I think. Uh, Maybe uh, they, they're going to outmatch the Florida Muniers. I think maybe the talent maybe might be too much. We'll see what happens here. Um, I don't know. I, th I, I can see Florida taking it if they're on their A game, but I, th I think Boston's going to have the edge in this one. I'll go 3-1 Boston. Who do you got, Ben? Uh, these teams have played... I'm looking it up. They played twice this season. They actually split. Uh, but I think Boston won the last time they played, it looks like. Yeah, they... Actually, Florida won the last time they played during major qualifiers. Obviously, a different team. I think Boston get this done, honestly, to be honest. But if Florida come out and win the search in this series, things get really, really interesting. Wow. Um, I could see them kind of potentially taking a search, uh, the control, and maybe map five. Um, but I think Boston gets this done 3-1. Uh, right, Chris, who do you got? I got Boston. They're just a more talented team, regardless of their cowardice. Um, they should they should win this, this, uh, this matchup. All right. Pat? Uh, man, this is tough. Sound EQ's on, huh? I'm going Boston. <laughs> All righty. And yeah. then we got the Atlanta Phase going up against Vegas. I actually think Phase are going to win this one. I'm going to go 3 1 Atlanta Phase. But who do you you guys got? Ben? Uh, I think Phase take this three. I think it was pretty much the same way the last time they played. I think Vegas will take map one. And then uh, Phase is going to win the next three. All righty, sounds good. Uh, Chris, who do you got? I've got FaZe. All righty, and then uh, Mr. Patrick Price, who do you got? Oh, uh, man, this is tough. <laughs> I'm going to go with a Sandy Clayster Masterclass. Ooh. Vegas 3-2. And I need this, Tom, because a lot of people have sent, or Abizi and Celium as their captain in fantasy, so I need a poor performance out of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a uh, Vegas 3-2 win here. All righty, now it's time. A lot of people are doubting me right now to miss this basketball shot. But you know what? I was sinking a few shots today, and I'm about to sink another one. Let's see how it goes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's look at it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tom heading out of the shipping container. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the show today, Tom. Looking forward to basketball. Yeah, this is Chatting a bet the, the house challenge. Card. This is a bet the house challenge. Yeah, he's, he's missing, right, Tom. He's, he's yes, he is oh, missing. Yeah, he this is a bet the house challenge on him missing. If he hits it, like, let's see, this, this would be absurd. And he oh sets my. up. Oh, he whipped oh, it. Oh, Mahusto, I got. He just didn't get the roll. Oh, you nah, didn't get the soft bounce bro. on the inside of the rim. Bro, we just, ah, man, we, it was good, man. It was looking good, bro. You know what I mean? It was there. It was, it was, it was on point. It was even. I, it was a little short, man. It was a little short. There's something, you see that window, though, right there? You see that window with the light it right was there? You, Tom? It was blinding me, Slay. It was blinding me. You know what I mean? Gotta get but, some curtains. Gotta get some curtains. Nah, for real, though. For real. You know, the, the, the lights right there were in my eyes, but. You know what I mean? Get a 4-23 and 23 spam in the chat. But, uh, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the weekend, man. I thought it was a great weekend of matches. We had a lot of fun this weekend. The watch parties were great. The shows were great. Uh, you guys were incredible. A lot of energy in the chat all weekend long. So I can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support. You guys are absolutely incredible. Um, 
just thank you guys, man, for all the love, man. Seriously, it means a lot, um, and uh, I'm excited to get into it next week. We'll obviously be live during the week, going to do, uh, do what we do, um, get my internet fixed on Tuesday as well. So excited uh, to get into it. Um, but, guys, as always, man, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Anchor.fm, so it's the flank to check out all the audio sites to run. Go follow at the flank on Twitter. Girls doing a phenomenal job running socials per usual. Um, and then go check out stallings.club for the merch. But, as always, man, take hey, Tom, care. Tom, Tom, where's the merch? shipping by the way uh within the you next know? week or two it should ship yeah okay. yeah because uh yeah we're I working order, with, you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Order now we're way. working uh working with aaron create and i know uh because i know scump and them did a drop and we did a drop so you know they're trying to get both orders out there but that they're coming in slay you should get a tracking number soon so be able to look i just want to make sure i got it before uh before toronto Tom. that's really all it was yeah hopefully we could get them out uh soon enough i asked aaron a couple days ago and he told me within the next week and a half two weeks uh everybody should receive a tracking number so hopefully uh you know that all you guys all know aaron create right you guys know aaron yeah, create. Yeah, yeah um but i've been working with them uh with those guys uh over there with the rich and lonely guys so hopefully you guys get a tracking number soon uh we'll keep Amber you guys updated at toronto too uh yeah, yeah we're also gonna have some merch at toronto as well and uh, i think we're gonna be doing uh looking to do an online drop as well uh during the toronto weekend so stay tuned for that uh got some designs working up so go check out stallings.club uh and as always take care Brush your hair, and we'll see you guys next time on another episode of The Flank, man. Take it easy, man.